This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I always believe in collaborations. I feel that creating connections, it means a lot, even for a brand. Collaborations work best when it's almost like from two separate worlds coming together and seeing kind of what can be born out of that. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF podcast. It's Friday, June 11th. This week, our editor-at-large, Tim Blanks, has the pleasure of speaking with two of the industry's most respected and watched designers, Valentino's Pier Paolo Piccioli and the menswear designer, Craig Green, who spoke about their new creative collaboration, reimagining Valentino's Rockstud. The Rockstud has become a brand icon for Valentino, and to mark its 10th anniversary, Piccioli was looking for a way of reinterpreting an established symbol and thought that partnering with another designer could help give the Rockstud a different meaning. Here's Pier Paolo Piccioli and Craig Green, Inside Fashion. Welcome, um, Craig, uh, Pier Paolo. Uh, we're going to talk today about one of the most interesting collaborations I think I've come across in an era 
when everybody is talking about collaborations. Uh, the, the whole notion of working together has obviously become a huge thing uh, over the course of the pandemic when people are looking for their own approaches to the, trying to find their way into a very uncertain future. And working with other people seems to be something that people have settled on, which I really like. It seems such an obvious thing, but this collaboration doesn't strike me as obvious. So I want to know right away, how did this happen? Yes, I, I always believed in collaborations. I feel that, uh, that creating connections and, uh, and a real, uh, real it, it means a lot uh, even for a brand, I did collaboration, different kind of collaboration with uh, Juno from Undercover, with uh, Birkenstock, with Levi's. But I think that kind of different kind of collaboration, even if uh, Sense is almost the same, is like to give a new, a different perspective, perspective on the brand I'm uh, working on. And uh, uh, I wanted to celebrate the the tenth anniversary of Rockstar. Rockstar collaborating with uh, real creative people and that I really love. I feel that every collaboration has to be born from something that is really personal. And I think that Craig is one of the most talented, creative and pure crea uh, creative. So I, I wanted to give him the, the opportunity to work on the same kind of recipe, the, the stats working on something that, that is, can, can be different, but not like a, a marketing collaboration. I wanted to have like a creative collaboration, which is completely different. It, uh, and that's why Craig is the first uh, of, uh, of uh, this uh, collaboration that I, I hope can be, can, uh, can be done with, on Rockstar. Because I, I follow Craig since the very beginning. I feel that uh, he represents the pure creativity. That's what I like from him. And um, I love him as a person because this is also important for me and to create connection. I, I knew him uh, even before. We worked together on different projects uh, on Montclair Genius. And so we had the opportunity to, knew each other, to know each other. And uh, we had... Uh, you know, when you have uh, something personal to get, even if from different cultures, different ages, <laughs> different uh, uh, identities, but uh, we get connected immediately. And so I, for me, it came easily the idea to work with Craig and to give him the rocks that recycle in order to, to create something new with Craig uh, Creativity Plus. Uh, Rock, Valentino Rockstar. Now, I think that, I, I guess, when I think back, it was that Montclair genius moment where you both made collections. You both made stunning collections for Montclair. I imagine the two of you looking at each other's work and, and just being, well, appropriately impressed. So was it, was it that moment where you, where you actually thought, I, I'm curious about whether you recognized a kindred spirit or you just thought that is so extraordinary that I can relate to it on that level. I mean, we met, uh, you remember, Craig, the, the night before when we were 
uh, when we were building uh, our installations uh, for Craig. And I told Craig, I want to come at yours because I want to I wanna see what you did. <laughs> and uh, so we met uh, in the middle of this huge space and we, we did our visit uh, once to the other. <laughs> we have been like the guide of our space, our own spaces. And I felt that he, his installation was super fantastic and inspiring. That's what I recognized from Craig. I recognized the creativity as something very pure and radical and not, uh, not a marketing creativity, but it's, a, it's something pure that comes from inside. And I think it's not as common today to have creative as uh, talented, creative, and also imaginative and, and oniric uh, and dreaming as great is even so even if so contemporary <laughs> i mean that's a very complimentary coming from you you're making me feel shy <laughs> he knows that he knows what i think and, uh, oh, <laughs> and uh, i know also his works of course uh, in the shows and i always uh, i'm i'm a one i'm a fan of his work even as a consumer i'm wearing one of your <laughs> has, has but but Craig, you know you know that ge- that first genius uh, thing where mm. where you walked into Pier Paolo's uh, installation and it was just so it was it was uh, the notion of the the puffer the puffer jacket that 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 sort of element of Montclair just e- exploded in a, in a hundred different directions. When you looked at that, uh, I'm curious, uh, I'm, I'm going back to this kindred spirit idea. When you looked at that, did you think there is somebody who really thinks out of the box, you know, who, who, who like you, like you do, what were your impressions when you, when you saw that then? I remember the day that I arrived and I was wondering whose installation was in the center because it was almost like a, it was like a tower, but there was nothing inside it when I got there. So I was waiting throughout the day for them to deliver the installation. And then when I saw it, I was convinced that I was like, I was looking at everyone's and then I was like, oh, Pier Paolo definitely won. I think he was, his was definitely the best. <laughs> and then we hadn't actually met by that point yet. And it wasn't until later that afternoon we met each other. And from that moment, I think we just got along. There was something about, we just had an energy together, I think. I think it's rare in fashion to find people that you get along with. So instantly and easily just that kind of business isn't it but <laughs> i love what what uh, craig uh, I, I always loved what craig used to do but when i met uh, him i felt that uh, there was a connection a personal connection and sometimes this is even more important because i recognized that uh, that the work i admire was coming from a person who was really creative and and authentic I feel that collaboration can work when, when you have identities very precise and very even different one from the other. Because I don't think that collaboration works when, when you are kind of similar. I think mm. that it works more when you have different identities, very precise, but very different identities. And so what comes from two minds is, uh, is really the addiction of two minds. I mean, I feel exactly the same because I guess if you looked at the end results of what we both do, it's quite different or it's, or, you know, like it is quite different when you look at it instantly. But 
I think there's a lot of similarities in the way that we work and what we find important and what we value. Um, and I think you find that a lot in creatives that can get along in that way. I think there's a kind of humanity that, that uh, links the two of us. Even if the result is different, our creative process is not as different. We really start uh, thinking and dreaming about uh, a the project. story. Yeah. The story, the, sto the fantasy, the story and also like the details. It's not the product itself for the the first mm. uh, the first uh, thought, but it's the fantasy, it's the it's the message to deliver. But and also in the process during the process, there's a lot of humanity that uh, that's part that becomes part of the the the, the final project. And that's what we we experienced, I think. I'm curious mm. about the, the fantasy, though. I mean, Pier Paolo, I can see the fantasy in your work, although lately you've, you, you talk much more about grounding things, that, that you, when you talk about couture, you want to ground couture. But, but Craig, do you see your work as, as having a, as a fantasy component? Oh, definitely. I mean, what's important to me is, I mean, what's, it's always been important to me, like a show, which is something that I've missed during this period. But... You know, like the feeling of a show, the emotion that you can, maybe it's not an obvious fantasy way, but it's definitely an escapism in it or like a removing yourself from reality in some way. I would say there was a fantasy aspect to my work, definitely. I mean, I think. <laughs> Even if uh, uh, then the, the product becomes also real, but that's nothing bad in this. Mm -hmm. I feel that, that the, the, the fantasy is part of the, the product and no, it's like uh, as my my job, my process is like solving that kind of complexity into something that can become simple, but comes from from a fantasy, not from a product in your mind. Mm. I think that creative is creativity is about that kind of process, thinking with a dream and becoming into something which is real and 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 desirable, but becoming from a dream not uh, from the product itself i guess i guess where i'm tripping up on the word fantasy just because i see when, when i look at craig's work I, I i see i see spirituality and i guess i guess in a way if we're talking about escape i guess that is escape as well that's escape like fantasy and i and i suppose there's you know there's an intense spirituality in what you do as well as well pia paolo i, I think that there's a sense of of time but timelessness you know that 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 the the a sort of a sort of historical spread past present and future all fusing together i think that's what both of you actually do and and you know now i'm rationalizing the collaboration in my mind i can see all these similarities of course but in um, a way, i think that all of us try are trying to catch the spirit of times but trying to do something which is going to be timeless I think that's mm -hmm. that's maybe the, the 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 real dichotomy between uh, the the um, zeitgeist and the timeless uh, objects. You you work in the moment, and I think you 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 definitely have to be part of the moment. You have to witness the moment. But our dream is to be is to create <laughs> something that is part of the moment that can become timeless. And that's what I always loved about being or the idea of being a fashion designer that you you have the reality of people 
or the like the reality of a human. And then whatever you do in a fantasy, whatever you put alongside it on that human, it already has like that sense of reality anyway. In some so way. it's always it's always, no, <laughs> so it's always so. What you're saying is it's all everything is always grounded, which is everything is ultimately always grounded, which is a perfect way to introduce the actual fruit of your collaboration, which is a sneaker. Yeah, it's a real contemporary object. It's not, uh, uh, that's what I really wanted to do. And, and we agreed about this, that we, we didn't want to do a fantasy object. We wanted to, be, to do an object that could be uh, um, unisex and with no idea of gender, race, uh, culture, identity, whatever. And even in terms of uh, expensiveness, it's going to have the price of a sneakers of, of, from a brand. So uh, an object that can be kind of universal, even if it comes from a fantasy, but and from a collaboration of two people that are two creatives and not, uh, and not two you know, marketing kind of guys. And we wanted to create an object that is... Because I feel that fashion uh, is more... Um, successful when it comes from a fantasy that's what i feel so when did you start creating this fantasy then how long ago because we have had a year of we've had more than a year of complete interruption to uh, things like collaboration became much much more difficult with distance and isolation and so on so how long ago did this did this idea actually start during the isolation because yeah, it was. I think it was just before, maybe just before the 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 yeah. the, the pandemic uh, moment. I think it was uh, February last year. Last yeah, just before we just we started talking, and then we uh, we decided to um, we started working, and everything happened. But we didn't stop, and we we had Zoom. Probably it would be easier to meet each other <laughs> in Roma or in London, and we didn't. We just had call like we have it now. Lots of FaceTimes, lots of calls and WhatsApps. <laughs> so you decided you wanted 10 collaborators to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Rockstud, which has become basically the emblem of your Valentino, hasn't it? It's become the sort of symbol of your Valentino. And you had a list of people and Craig was the first person on the list or what happened? No, actually, we, don't, we didn't plan to do... Uh, to do at least uh, to, to, to first uh, doing Craig and then uh, then maybe would be correct to have a different one. But we decided let's start with Craig because to me it came easily to my mind and that was the kind of collaboration I wanted, not, uh, uh, as I said, a branding collaboration, but creative collaboration. And uh, and then we'll see what happens. I, I don't want to plan and to have say ten collaboration in uh, uh, two years, one each month. I I learned from this moment that we don't have to plan. We have to react to, to what happens. So I uh, I reacted I reacted with the idea of doing collaboration. Craig was the first. I don't know who's going to be the second. Let's see. 
I know when you talked about the various aspects of Valentino that you wanted to explore, and there was street, there was bourgeois, there was couture, there was punk. There were all these different facets. And um, that's an exciting, you know, given that Craig was the first one, it, your mind, your, your imagination runs riot when you think about who you could approach for other collaborations, especially because this one, the shoe that you have made is so specific. It's so special. It, it, it actually does bring together. The, I mean, when I talk about spiritual, this, this shoe to me looks like a pilgrim shoe. It looks like a, a pilgrim sneaker. <laughs> so true. I, I agree with you. And I, I, ne I never thought about this, but could be uh, like uh, something spiritual because it's, uh, there's something pure, which I like uh, in, uh, in the object itself, but also in the, in the connection we, we had. It was kind of pure and not, uh, uh, do you agree, Craig? I think so. I think it yeah, was yeah. Uh, I think... very um, authentic and spontaneous, nothing planned, nothing um, so thoughtful. It was a, a yeah, moment like... of a meeting between two uh, people who share same passion, same love, same, and working on different, uh, different uh, projects. So, Craig, were you, what, what kind of brief were you given? I mean, what were you actually, what did Pier Paolo actually, when you talked about it, what, what did you decide was the best way to move forward with your contribution to, to this idea? So initially we found out about the collaboration. And when I found out it was based around a, you know, the iconic detail of the rock stud, which usually in collaborations that we've done previously, it's either based on an iconic product or an aspect of the brand that we're working with. And I found it interesting that it was, you know, it's like something this small. So you kind of, your mind starts running away with itself. And I thought, I was, when I first saw it, I was like, I, I couldn't work out exactly what, what we could do with the rock stud because I think my initial idea my initial view of the rock stud was almost like an adornment or a embellishment or, you know, it was like, an, it was an aesthetic, it was a kind of aesthetic aspect of a product. And it wasn't until I found out more about the ideas behind the rock stud and that it is almost, it's in some way seen as a object that can fix things together. So it has like a purpose. Um, fixing layers of fabric together or joining a garment. And it was at that moment that I realized, okay, now I can understand exactly that we could almost tell a different story using keeping the iconic rock stud as is, but kind of shifting what it's used for. We initially spoke about it being, I think we were focusing kind of on an accessory, but it, the brief was quite open. So Pier Paolo and the Valentino team we spoke and at first we made like proposals of different ways of, some of them were quite strange, I think, in <laughs> of uh, like what, our initial- what, what, tell me, what were the strange like ones? One of them was like an orthopedic thing for your soul. Or <laughs> it was like, you never saw the rock studs, they were inside the soul and then- Like the soul, your soul, your S-O-U-L or your S-O-L-E? Oh, yeah, well, it was a play on both. So it was oh, like, yeah, it was inside yeah. the soul of the shoe, so you never saw it outside. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everything was kind of interesting <laughs> because it was, it, was, it was really a different perspective from what I had in my mind. So that, that, that's why I thought it was everything could be interesting as uh, approach. Then we shared the one we wanted to, to go deeper with. And, yeah. But I think that there were different kind of aspects that for different reasons, they, they, they were all interesting and to explore. But mm-hmm. we decided to go on one object that could be more specific uh, and uh, even a single one because at the beginning yeah. we didn't we didn't think if one two three objects 
Then we decided to, fo to be focused on just one object that could be more meaningful. And it was interesting because I think this one, so we started, one of the ideas was really about using the rock stud to protect the foot. So we liked this idea of, you know, like it was almost like encasing the foot as like an armor to protect the wearer's foot. And I thought it was interesting that we would, like we, we were looking at it almost like it was a, you know, it's like an industrial grip on the bottom of a shoe to, for different, for walking and surfaces. He, he gave me a really a different perspective and Craig gave me this in a new perspective, which I, I thought, thought it was really interesting as shifting of the meaning. Yeah, it was nice. And I think we thought it was also interesting that, it, you know, it served, it was like an integral part of the shoe. It was like a functional part of the shoe rather than only adornment or aesthetic aspect at the same time. But it was both, which was kind of interesting, I think, to run with. What I think is really interesting about the shoe is that to me, it is totally Roman. It feels to me, like I said, a pilgrim shoe, but also it's a little bit gladiatorial. You know, you said that Craig, you said it protects a foot. So it's quite, it's very Roman in that way. But, but and Valentino is very Rome. But I think the shoe is, a provocative interpretation. It's a very appropriate interpretation of Rome, but it's a, a quite a left field interpretation of Valentino. That was not uh, a, a deliberate, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's not, uh, I didn't think before that it was very uh, pilgrim kind of shoe and a spiritual, but maybe, yes, that I think that we, we both are in our culture are there, so probably there's something Roman and something uh, different uh, together. And I, I don't know. I think it's it's an object that you can really define as a sneaker, as a, a gladiator uh, sandal, or, or pilgrim shoes, or uh, as an armor. And that, that's what I like. That. But do you do you imagine people looking at it and and people looking at it and thinking, this isn't the Valentino I know, but I really like this. So actually it's talking to a whole new audience for Valentino. I think it can talk to uh, people that already know uh, stats and they have probably objects with stats and they already have Rockstar and or even to people that don't know Rockstar and maybe can approach the stats and related stats of Valentino from a different point of view. When uh, you you work in a brand like this uh, with uh, with lots of uh, uh, signs that you already know as stats, but uh, as uh, you know, bows, uh, roses, whatever. I think it's very important to to give uh, and to shift the signs that you already know, giving them a different meaning that is more of the moment. Because some, otherwise, if you use uh, part this sign as part of the identity and uh, as they are, with a sort of um, reverence, it can become very nostalgic. But if you use the sign, giving them the, a different moment, it's like giving away, taking away the old meanings. And giving, living exactly as they are, by giving them a new aesthetic, a new uh, 
uh, vibes, a new um, life, so. more of the moment. <laughs> I think you people will see them from a different perspective. And so they become different, even if they are the same. I think that's important. It's, it's about the eyes who will look uh, at the, the things with the, from a different perspective. And to me, it's, this is important not only for this. It's important for the, the work I'm doing on Valentino because I'm not going to change the signs in order to, to, to do a Valentino more uh, relevant or more of the moment today. I want to use the same uh, objects, the same signs, but I want to give them a different meaning. We talked many times, but Valentino was very known as exclusive world of couture, the, the, the very exclusive lifestyle of people. I, I want to create, a, I prefer to talk about community of people. They share values rather than surfaces. So the sign you're talking about here is the rock stud, in other words, and, and then re-signing it by using designers like Craig to reconceptualize. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing for you, Craig, because I, I think about how defined your aesthetic is in the minds of people. And working with a, a brand like Valentino, which is so established and so, and so, you know, so classic in a way, how, whether that makes you rethink your own brand and what you could do with, what you could do to change people's perceptions of how they view you. Like the opportunity to work with somebody like Pierpaolo and the house of Valentino is, I, I guess it kind of goes back to what we spoke about earlier about, you know, collaborations work best when it's almost like from two separate worlds coming together and seeing kind of what can be born out of that. And I think that's how we kind of ran with it as well. Like I like the challenge and I like the restriction as well. I like that it was just about just based on the rock stud. It's so it's kind of so restrictive, but that's what's so great about it that you can what can you make within the restrictions of one kind of detail? And with every person that you work with, especially working with someone like Pier Paolo, you learn a lot. You, you kind of inevitably change in the future what you plan to do because, I mean, I don't think you ever stop learning, do you? When you talk about the other things that you want to focus on with Rockstud X, um, the anniversary, uh, you know, there, there's a couture element, but there's a punk side. You, you love to surprise people and was that a sort of element in this people are going to be surprised i think i don't know if i i want to i want to get myself to a price first i want <laughs> to push by boundaries i want to to go forward and then if people if this uh aspect will uh, will allow people to get surprised it's it's perfect but i don't start from them from the reaction i want to to, to have from people i want I start from myself and from my my kind of parts. It looks like a, a shoe for a devotee, you know? Um it's <laughs> very purpose. it's very solid and it's it's quite defensive with the rim of studs. I find the stud a very aggressive thing. I mean it just is. I, you wouldn't say the stud you you would never say a, that 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 particular stud outlining Palazzo Palaz, the doors of Palazzi in Rome. Yeah, protective, mm. defensive, and gladiatorial, I think. There's something very gladi gladiatorial about a stud. I mean, and, and also the way you've used it in the shoe, it's big. It's, it's big and definite and 
It's not shy. Yes. It looks like <laughs> you, you could walk a thousand miles in that shoe, you know, which is again pilgrims. You head out with a with a goal. Actually, and another reason why I think that is kind of intriguing is if you how you, how much you felt this shoe looks like the result of everything we've just been through over the past year. How much maybe subliminally, subconsciously, this shoe embodies what we've been through, that people could look at this collaboration and say, yes, that could only have happened now. Do you think about that at all? I mean, I hadn't uh, until now, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess like, I mean, I, I think what's also, because you were saying about how like strong and solid it looks, but I think that's also fragility, as Paolo said in it, because the upper is, you know, like it's, I think what's really interesting about it is how, protective and I guess you say like um, definite the sole looks but the upper is so you know it's it's kind of there just to hold the sole onto the foot in some way yes. but then creates like an aesthetic yeah. aspect of it but it's quite fragile it's like a you know it's like a knitted upper with which to me is kind of a delicate lace yeah, which is kind of, which yeah. is quite nice yeah. the, you know like I think that more delicate aspect mixed with the, I mean, the, the brutalness of the soul, I think is, I guess, kind of defines what our collaboration really became. But it's something you've always done in your men's way, you know, that you've, you've, you've heightened vulnerability, but emphasized strength. I mean, I... I there's strength I used in vulnerability. You are? There's, I think there's strength in vulnerability. I come back to that idea of the pilgrim. How many collections have you have you done where I feel like they're pilgrimages? You know, I feel like there's some kind of pilgrimage. And I've loved that idea. It's why people cry at your shows. And then Pier Paolo does this other thing. He makes people cry through just ravishing beauty. And and people are just the audience just sits there and they're just, what is this? This is not what we're used to seeing you know I There's think such that a strength in the beauty like that I always think with Paolo's shows and work you know there's it's incredibly beautiful but there is like a strength there you know like I I, I see anyway in the work you know it's not purely fragile I don't think Pier Paolo's thinking about that no I'm not thinking I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that I, I, I love the the strength of fragility of vulnerability mm. I think that's uh, that uh, is uh, fragile doesn't mean not not strong. Mm -hmm. Fragile can mean delicate, can mean to be vulnerable and even proud to show your vulnerability and in, even proud to be vulnerable and strong at the same time. Why not? I don't think that uh, if delicacy and kindness, uh, you know, and gentleness can be strong. I don't think that being assertive doesn't mean that uh, doesn't mean to be authoritarian. I think that you can be fragile and vulnerable and assertive at the same time. Why not? And so, in my show, I I want to arrive uh, with uh, with the beauty of also of the emotions, not just uh, with a bidimensional beauty. I want my dream is to deliver. Uh, something to think about also that, that touches you inside and not only the beauty is a language, but uh, the, the message is not the beauty, it's something that is beyond beauty.
but you need to see beauty in order to arrive to, to beyond beauty. What do you think is the message of this shoe? That sounds so bizarre to say that, but I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's definitely as a shoe with a with a with a with something to say. It's an object that, that becomes from two uh, creative people that respect each other, and then and it's an object that can be universal with uh, you know boundaries of any kind of gender, sex, or whatever. Uh, and it's it's universal, even from it's coming from it's it's catching the time, the zit guys, but it can be timeless. Which also takes me back to that 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 thing I was saying that you didn't you didn't respond to directly, but the the notion that you could only have done something like this now, that there's something about this the the the, the this sort of the the shoe the shoe says resilience, doesn't it? It says mm. it says keeping on keeping on it 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 has that sort of it has a kind of strength that when you look at it you when you look at the shoe you will remember this moment and and it will define this moment in some way which is a really interesting challenge for you Pierpaolo because how do you carry that forward into your next collaborations on Rockstud X how do you manage to embody that all of that, all of everything that the shoe says with your next collab, which might be couture or it might be bourgeois or it might be all those other things you've talked about. What, how, do you, how do you envisage this going forward? I'm not planning, actually, but I think that I will keep uh, this moment uh, as, uh, as I feel that I learned a lot from this moment. I think you can have opportunities when, uh, when time is tougher. Because you can learn to, to react, just to react, not to plan, to react with your own uh, uh, sensibility. And, it, and you learn even to be more radical and more um, assertive, more uh, strong, because you need to, to, to react in a, in a different way. And I feel that our next collaboration, uh, I don't know, but I feel that I want to be uh, focused for sure, as this collaboration was, because we were it was coming from uh, from a personal uh, approach. But it's the object uh, is going to talk about us, but also about the moment and the people that will uh, will deliver this object. Craig, how do you feel on uh, about that? That that what Pier Paolo was just saying. I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's a different. I think this year or this moment. I think everyone's changed. I don't think anyone's the same as they were February last year. <laughs> I think even when they even even if they say they are, I don't I don't believe that everyone is the same. I think it's affected people in a lot of different ways, and not not only negative, not only positive, but you know, like these moments are times to. Yeah, to to rethink everything and define things in a different way. Yeah, and find and find opportunity in the moment. So I have one last question for both of you, um, Pier Paolo. First, what do you take away from this experience? I love human and love person before everything else. And sometimes when you see works, uh, I think I, I'm sure that uh, that uh, uh, works reflect the people that do the work. Craig, I mean, for for me, I think it was. I think it just kind of, I mean, it solidified how much I love Pier Paolo as a person and as a creative, but also that, you know, 
two collab like a collaboration can come out of two very different places you know like from my east london studio to rome <laughs> working on a design together i think if you're a designer and you have like how Pierpaolo and is you know you have similar values and you can make something together that is makes sense for both of us i think so all power to the collaboration and thank you both very much if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe to the bof podcast for our look inside fashion and how it connects to currents in the wider world if you're not yet a bof professional member join today with our 30-day risk-free trial and benefit from exclusive access to agenda setting analysis you won't find anywhere else the bof podcast is edited and produced by emma clark kate bartan and kevin bobby blanco in the bof studio team You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person, too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. <coughs> Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com BOF. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.